And there you go. Cool. So welcome. I am Sherry Lukey and I am a certified advanced, actually accredited certified advanced EFT tapping and matrix reimprinting practitioner. And I specialize in trauma. So today what I want to do is, first of all, I have to cover myself up because I have a bit of a squirrel thing. So I can see myself and I'm really distracted. So I'm just going to cover myself up with this piece of paper and your laugh because beside my camera, I also have a picture of someone so that I actually feel like I have an audience instead of just talking to myself in the office. And then I've got my notes kind of stuck up on the, on the blinds to keep me on track in the clock so that I don't go. So this isn't a half day wor workshop instead of supposed to be an hour. So. So thank you again for being here. Um, your time is the only commodity that you can't get more of and I really totally respect it and I promise to make it worth your while. I have, I have some props even to kind of make it interesting that I'll bring out later. Hopefully I won't forget to, to bring them out. Um, and just to give you kind of an idea of what today's gonna look like or this hour's gonna look like is I'm gonna broken up into three things. So the, the first one is um, understanding trauma and uh, the stress response, what happens when you experience trauma in the subconscious and how that all ties into your success and how you feel about your future. When I had um, posted about this in Facebook, I had said, you know, wanting to um, finish 2020 strong and get excited about uh, 2021. But it really is, is always about um, success in your life period. So that's the first part. Um, the second part is actually explaining what EFT tapping and matrix is, um, how it works and why it works and how you can use it to finish strong and have success and get excited about um, your future. And the third part is having an experience of um, EFT tapping and matrix. And because experiential learning is by far the best type of learning. It's the one where you actually, you come away and remember it because very often when you read a book or you just listen to someone, it kind of goes in one ear and, and out the other and it's, and it's gone. So, so that's what the presentation is going to look like. Um, so to start with, um, I want to just explain why um, I'm qualified uh, to consider myself a trauma specialist. And the reason is um, not only because of the training that I've taken, but, but more importantly, the experiences that I've had in my life. And really what I've found is, is that I've actually had multiple PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress um, events. I've had multi multiple and all different kinds. And that's really, those PTSD events are actually what led me to discover tapping. Because EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, more commonly known as tapping and I'll explain that in, in a minute or two what why it's more commonly known as that but it is exceptional with trauma and you know a story for another time as to um, how I how I came to know that I was um, that I had PTSD um, but the important piece here is finding out about emotional freedom technique and how exceptional it is with trauma now one thing that is um, my mission is to have people understand what trauma is because there's a lot of misconceptions around it. And when, as soon as you say the word trauma, people immediately believe, immediately think of, of, you know, war or 
you know, um, rape and all the kind of the traditional types of trauma. And absolutely those are trauma. Um, but trauma really breaks down into three ingredients. And, it's, um, and it can be experienced in kind of two different ways. The first is that acute, and that's a feeling of shock, isolation, and helplessness. And then the second way it can be ex experienced, and you can have both, is chronic. So you have that chronic feeling of isolation and helplessness. And, and, when, you look at, and when you think about trauma from the perspective of a child, you can recognize, you can realize and be more um, empathetic and understanding about how often and how many times children experience those things, that feeling of shock, helplessness, isolation. And it really becomes really important when you overlay it with the subconscious. Your subconscious mind um, is, and I'm gonna go through seven main characteristics, and, and you need to know this because it ties directly into trauma and also into EFT and tapping. So your subconscious is millions of times stronger than your conscious mind. And this is where my prop comes in and I remembered it, which I'm really happy about. So this, is, this would be considered your subconscious mind. And this little tiny marble would be considered your conscious mind. So when you think about that power, how difficult is it for this little tiny marble to try to move this big ball or change it in any way. So keep that visual in mind as I'm talking about the subconscious because it's really important to understand that. The second thing about the subconscious is, is it actually is below, like sub means below. So it's under the radar. So you don't always know and, and see it's that it's actually running the show, which is the third piece. It's running the show 98 to 99% of the time. So most of your waking life, that big green ball, the subconscious, is what's running the show. And almost everything that got downloaded into that subconscious happened before the age of seven. So there was a, a saying by the Jesuits, which was like 500 years ago, and they said that if they got um, a child before the age of seven, they had them for life. So they knew that long ago that that's when the programming happens. That's when everything gets set up. So that, now that's the fourth part about the subconscious. Now the fifth piece is that your nervous system is sending information to your subconscious um, and it cannot, the subconscious cannot tell the difference between a real threat or a perceived threat. So what that looks like is that if, if you were, you, you can't tell the difference between an actual tiger chasing you and you just thinking about a tiger chasing you. It can't tell the difference. So for instance, if I um, get you to actually take a nice deep breath and I want you just to close your eyes for a second, and I want you to just take you through this visualization because it, it really gives you again that experience of, of how powerful the subconscious is. So have your eyes closed and if you don't feel like, if you're not comfortable closing them, pick a spot on the wall somewhere to stare at it so you're not distracted by anything else. And I want you to picture going up onto a 20 story building, up onto the roof. And that building doesn't have any railings. It's just the edge and then off. 
And I want you to picture and visualize walking to the edge of that building, of that rooftop building, and looking over that edge. And you can see the people below, they look like ants because it's so high up. And you can feel the wind blowing up from below onto your cheeks. And, and if you've got longer hair, it's blowing your hair back. And you can feel yourself going, starting to sign of waver back and forth on your feet, feeling unsteady. And I want you to notice your heart rate because if you're visualizing really clearly, your heart rate is going to start to increase. And I want you to feel your palms. They're probably getting a little sweaty. And, you, and that breathing is getting really shallow. And then I'll just get you to take a nice deep breath again and just open your eyes. And I want you to realize and notice that all I did was ask you to visualize looking over the edge of a 20-story building. And you had a physiological, you had a physical response to that. And that is classic example of the nervous system, which I was giving you information, you know, through hearing it. It sends that information to the subconscious and the subconscious is creating that picture and the stress response is going on. Because it couldn't tell the difference between you actually being up on that roof or me just talking to you about being on that roof, you just visualizing that roof. And that piece is so important to understand because it, it, it has everything to do with as soon as that stress response comes on, your subconscious, its main job is to keep you alive and breathing. So as soon as that stress response comes on, it has to focus on keeping you alive. So all the other systems, all non-essential systems like digestion, reproduction, healing, all of that start to go offline because it has to, it has to keep you alive and breathing. So hold on to that bit. We're going to come back to that in, in, in a little bit here. So the sixth part, and it ties right into this nervous system piece, is that the subconscious is like a thermostat. So it has with a high and a low setting. And it wants to keep you in this comfort zone. It wants to keep you in this familiar zone. It might, not, it might not even be comfort zone for you. You might be in a place in your life where it really sucks. That's how it was for me. Um, in fact, uh, be seven years ago now, I actually um, was not doing well. I was 30 pounds overweight. I had multiple autoimmune diseases. I was depressed. I had no energy. And I finally got in to see a medical specialist and um, he, you know, and after four months of tests, he said, we don't know what's wrong with you and there's nothing more that can be done. Um, and that was devastating news for me because at that time I couldn't even walk the dog for like 10 minutes without having to go to sleep. And if there was a virus going around, I caught it and, you know, I'd get sick and then there'd be antibiotics and second round of antibiotics and it was bad. So my comfort zone was really uncomfortable. What I was familiar with, what my subconscious was familiar with, really sucked. So it has this low and high setting on it. So to give you an idea of that, so the low setting, for instance, is um, 
So I'd like to break things into three areas, health, finance, and relationship. So let's say you're in, you know, for in my case, my health got so bad. So it got to below my lower part of my thermostat that you kick in and you try to, you try to find ways to help yourself, which is how, you know, how part of how I discovered EFT tapping, um, you know, or let's say you gain way too much weight or you lose too much weight. When you go below that lower threshold in that thermostat, you're going to, it's, you're going to kick into action. So you're going to start, you know, eating less, you're going to start, you know, working out, you know, if you're trying to put on weight, you're going to start paying more attention to your meals and the calorie uh, content of them. Or for instance, a lower setting of finances. So let's say your finances, you know, your subconscious comfort lower level is, you know, I don't know, a thousand dollars a month. And it, you drop below that, you're going to kick into action and you're going to try to find ways to increase your income. You go get the second job or you start looking for another job or look for a job or ways to, you know, go online and try to create income, but that you'll kick into action. And, um, or for instance, with relationships. So if that lower threshold for a relationship, let's say, you know, that now you're in this not good relationship and all of a sudden it takes a, a real dive, it gets even worse. So now, um, you know, say for instance, the abuse starts to kick in, you know, or um, neglect, you're going to kick into action and leave that person or do something about it. So that's the lower end. That's what the lower end of that familiar zone or thermostat looks like. On the top end, um, for instance, with health, let's say you start to, you know, get really healthy, start feeling really good, or start to look really good, you'll self-sabotage. This is where the upper end, this is where self-sabotage starts to kick in. So all of a sudden, you'll start to eat really crappy. You'll start, you know, stop moving your body. Um, just do, you know, doing things that you wouldn't um, have done on the bottom, bottom end. So, um, so in regards to money, let's say you start to make too much money for the subconscious, this is, um, and you start to blow it or you make poor investments, which is one I did. Um, I, I come to this work really um, authentically <laughs> because my health sucked. My relationships, or my re outside relationships were good. My relationship with myself sucked and my money sucked. So just to kind of give you a measuring stick as to where I was before. And, um, or for instance, on the relationship, the upper end, Let's say, uh, you know, your partner starts to really pay attention to you and starts to be super kind and, you know, uh, give you gifts and all the rest of it. And you find yourself looking and picking fights about small stuff and you, you don't really understand why that's happening. But that's the upper end of that subconscious happening, that it's like the subconscious is going, nope, this upper end or this lower end is not familiar. So we do whatever it takes to put you back into this familiar comfort zone or like the thermostat, just like if you're, you know, if you're cold, the, th the thermostat will kick in. If it's too hot, it cuts, cuts off. Or if vice versa, if you're in a hot tropical place, the air conditioning kind of thing. So in the seventh piece is how the subconscious learns is through repetition. So if you think about um, a child learning to walk, they're up and down, up and down, up and down, and they just keep repeating it until they actually learn to walk. Or as a, you know, a young adult and you learn to drive a car, when you first um, get into the car, 
it's it's overwhelming. You've got, you know, white knuckles on the steering wheel and, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to, you know, I can't believe I'm in this 3,000 pound killing machine and I'm going to hurt somebody. And there's so much to think about. You got to look in the rear view mirror, the side mirrors, the signals, the, you know, looking, staying on between the lines and looking at the traffic. There's just, it, it's so difficult because you're conscious of trying to learn this thing. Now, the sub, when you do that long enough, pretty soon that becomes subconscious learning. And that's how you can get in your car now and, you know, have a coffee and talk on your Bluetooth and not even remember the drive to your destination. That's, that's the subconscious learning. So those are the, those are the seven really important um, characteristics of the subconscious. Now, how I like to just coming back to the, um, the real and perceived part, and this is all going to tie into all of these pieces, but just that piece about understanding that the subconscious can't tell the difference between real and perceived. You remember that being on the side on top of that building and looking over. So I have um, come up with like an hourglass picture, an empty hourglass. And so the top of the hourglass, um, because the nervous system really has two systems, parasympathetic and sympathetic, which is relaxation response and stress response. So this hourglass is a perfect representation, well, fairly perfect, of a representation of it. The top half is going to be parasympathetic, um, which is relaxation, and the bottom half is stress response or sympathetic. Top half represents positive emotions, like love all the way down to modern enjoyment. And the bottom half represents the sympathetic or stress response, which is, you know, annoyance all the way down to fear. And it's that hourglass is a picture that I use and I, and I give it to my clients to help them be able to know when they're in stress response or not. It's a, it's a really easy um, visual to kind of ask yourself, okay, if I'm, you know, where I am, am I in the top half or am I in the bottom half? So, and that's important because of that stress response. Remember that it's like if you're in that bottom half and depending on how deep you are in it is how your subconscious is going to turn off all the non-essential functions. And not only does it turn off non-essential functions, but how, why, what happens is basically your blood from your frontal lobe starts to drop back into your primal brain and you are in survival mode now. So now you don't have access to your whole creative problem-solving brain. You don't have access to being able to see things from other perspectives. You, are, you have three options. And in the stress response, you've got fight, flight, or freeze. Those are your options. So that's why when, um, when you're in a conflict with someone and you, you know, you'll come away from it, and let's say you, the freeze response kicked in for you, and you just aren't able to speak at all. And literally, because you're, there's no blood up here, it's all in the primal brain. And you go away from that, and you're like, oh, I thought of so many things I wanted to say to that person. You know, or um, the, the, the flea response, right, where something happens, and you're just, you're out of there. And everybody's looking at like, what happened to her? Or the fight response, which is the, you come out swinging, which is anger, right? It's like, and you start really challenging and, and you say things and you react um, in ways that you're, you know, afterwards you're like very, quite often very embarrassed um, and regretful of what you've said and done. Um, 
you know, for, for me, the, cause you, most people have kind of their, their go-tos kind of thing. Um, mine was usually fight and then freeze would be my second option. I didn't often run. Um, but just be curious about for yourself, if which one of those is your kind of go, go-to of your, of this, of the stress response. So how this all um, ties in with trauma now. So going back to what I said about trauma is, is that it's, you know, basically, you know, two main ingredients with a third thrown in, which is isolation. So you feel alone and helplessness or powerlessness and shock. Although it can be those two things, that isolation and helplessness can be over and over and over again and have the same effect. It has the same trauma effect. And what's really important here is, is that now that you have an idea about the subconscious, what happens in those traumatic events is that the subconscious, because its job is to keep you alive and breathing, it has to make up a belief about yourself or the world in order to keep you alive and breathing. And then remembering that most of that information, most of those beliefs got set up before the age of seven. And now when you think about from the, you know, if you put on the glasses of a child, how often that's happening. And then you bring that into your adult life because those beliefs that got set up at that time that's your subconscious every time you're getting um, stressed and there's an association to that what's happened goes back to the limiting belief that got set up when you're young and it keeps rinsing and repeating so for instance in my case um i started out um one of my first uh traumas was in the form of betrayal and so when i started doing this work uh what came clear to me was multiple betrayals through my life. And it just was a rinse and repeat. So um, in order, uh, when you look at your life, so if you break it again into that health, finance and relationships, and, and you're like, well, I, you know, I don't know if I have any subconscious limiting beliefs. And this is how you know, is, is that if one or more of those areas aren't working for you, or you're not um, making the progress that you would like to make at the speed that you'd like to make, I can almost guarantee you that there's a limiting subconscious belief there that is, that's in the way. Because again, remembering subconscious is this big, conscious mind is this big. So consciously you want um, health finances and great relationships, right? But the beliefs that are in here are not congruent with that because it's showing up as results or lack of results in your life. So for me, I had, you know, beliefs around um, lack of money, beliefs around lack of health, beliefs around um, deserving, um, not being deserving. So that's how you know if they're subconscious beliefs or not, um, the limiting ones. And the areas of your life that are working, well, those are the areas where the beliefs in that subconscious they line up with your wants and desires. So that, that's how you, that's what you get. You experience those things. Um, now, and you can look at this from uh, two different ways. So if you're into law of attraction and that kind of thing, is that um, 
everything is energy. That's a fact. And energy has frequencies. All different energy has frequencies. This table is, is, um, has a frequency. Um, and beliefs that are in your subconscious have frequencies. So if you're kind of go down the law of attraction road, um, those subconscious beliefs are vibrating at a very low frequency. So what's going to match up with them is more of the same, which is not good stuff. Now, if law of attraction isn't your thing, you can look at this from a behavioral perspective. So if you look at it from a sequence, so subconscious beliefs are at the top. Um, the, then the next thing comes is thoughts. After thoughts come emotions. After emotions come behaviors. After behaviors um, come habits. And after habits come results. So certain subconscious beliefs are going to create that whole downward spiral into results. So for instance, for me, when I had a belief that um, I wasn't worthy and deserving, so then the thoughts that come up around that are that I, you know, that it's like I'm a bad person and that I don't deserve. And of course, what happens after that is emotions are negative. They're all in the bottom half of that hourglass. And those emotions then create my behaviors. So my behaviors then become, you know, very depressive. So I don't want to do stuff. I don't want to try stuff. I don't have any confidence to go out and do things. And that becomes a habit. So it's a habit of not, you know, reaching out or connecting. And the result becomes a lack of money or a lack of health or relationships because that belief of not wanting, um, not being deserving affects all areas. So you can see how either route you take, whether it's law of attraction or whether it's a behavioral, it totally is congruent with the first piece in this, which is the subconscious beliefs. Now, um, I'm going to take a drink of water. Okay, so understanding that subconscious and the conscious piece, okay? Now, bringing in... Um, which also, by the way, just to back that up, so if you looked in my office here, I have like three shelves deep of books and workshops and seminars, and that doesn't even represent it all. It's like thousands and thousands of dollars trying to sort out my health and um, finances and my relationship with myself, although I didn't have a lot of awareness of that, um, but that was a lifetime of that. And I, all those things were awesome and I learned things, but they were all up here. They were all cognitive. They were all thinking. And that's not running the show. This is what's running the show. So it doesn't work. And, and that's what happened for me. I didn't get results. I tried almost everything. I think to this day, somebody will ask me, well, did you try this? And I'm like, yep, tried that. But what did work for me was um, EFT tapping, excuse me, and matrix reimprinting. So matrix reimprinting is an advanced uh, form of EFT tapping. And again, like I said earlier, EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. And it's more commonly uh, known as tapping because that's literally what you do is you actually stimulate acupressure points with two fingers by tapping on them. And so 
why EFT is so freaking amazing with trauma is, is it because we have high concentrations of nerve endings all over our body. Um, in the Chinese um, medicine, they would, they call them acupressure points, but really they're just high concentrations of nerve endings. Um, they're all over your body, but for, because it's just a simple access, we only use the upper body um, and fingers. And so as soon as you stimulate those acupressure points, there are those high concentrations of nerve endings with two fingers. What it does is it sends a soothing signal through your nervous system to your subconscious that's, that says you're okay, that you're safe, that there's no threat. So even when you are thinking about a problem or a bad memory, your stress response is off because the subconscious is being soothed. And so remember when I said the subconscious job is to keep you alive and breathing? So if it perceives a threat, it turns off, all that blood drains off, it turns off all non-essential functions, right? So as soon as you soothe that nervous system and send that signal to the subconscious, now it comes on side. Now all that blood goes back up into your frontal lobe. Now you can start to problem solve. Now you can um, see things from other perspectives all that information becomes available to you. It literally, it's like it, that information literally bubbles up and becomes accessible to you. So the, the stimulating of those high concentrations of nerve endings is the key piece because when you try to solve a problem by just talking about it, it immediately triggers a stress response. The subconscious goes into fight, flight, or freeze, and you do not have access to be able to, to solve problems or to think creatively or to see other perspectives. It just, it's not available to you. So, um, and, the e and the EFT and, the and, or, and or tapping, or you can put it together, whatever you wanna, wanna call it, is by being able to turn off that stress response and get, access to all of that information, literally those beliefs that got set up with the trauma, because remember the subconscious had to make up a belief about yourself or the world in order to keep you safe as soon as there was a traumatic or negative event. So all of that starts to become available. And now you can start to see it from the perspective that, oh, it's a belief, this is not a fact. And when you can start to see that from that new perspective, now you can change it. So I have um, what I call an R3 system. So the first R is recognize, which is recognizing that there's a limiting belief, recognizing that your stress response is on. That's your first clue, that there is something going on that is not, um, that doesn't work for you. The second R is for reprogramming, which is once you've, once you've become aware that your stress response is on, that your stress response is on, that you start to actually understand and be curious about what that is. And that's where the tapping comes in. And we're going to do that in, in a minute or two, because I want to teach you that as well. And the third R is for reinforcing, because remember I said the subconscious learns through repetition. So you have to reinforce. And this is one of the things that, um, that I think people fall down, and I did initially as well, before I really understood all of this, 
is, is that you have to repeat, 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 repeat. Remember I talked about the kid, little kid learning to walk and up and down, up and down until they finally learn to walk or driving the car and you do it over and over and over and over again until it finally just is like subconscious for you. Well, it works both for and against you, right? So for the subconscious beliefs that are in alignment with your wants and desires, then what your, your, all of that, your thoughts and your emotions and your behaviors and your habits are creating the results you want. Or from that energy perspective, those are lining up, they're matching up, right? But it works against you when those subconscious beliefs, those are limiting and they're holding you back in your world and, and you're not um, experiencing the, the love and abundance and, and health and um, that you, that is our natural state. And once, and when your subconscious is soothed and the stress response is off, that is our natural state. And it does want you to experience abundance and it will help you, but you have to get the stress response off. So, um, but that repeating, if you think about it through the course of a day, that if you, first of all, don't recognize that you're in stress response, all of those limiting beliefs are constantly being reinforced. And that's what needs to be interrupted. It has to be re-interrupted re over and over and over again until it kind of passes a tipping point where now that new belief moves into familiar. Remember the familiar zone that I talked about with the subconscious, right? As soon as it's in that comfort zone and familiar, now it's safe. So the reinforce is the third piece. So three R's. The first one is for recognizing. Second one is for reprogramming. And the third one is for reinforcing. So um, now is tapping the only way to soothe the nervous system? No, it isn't. Um, there is other ways to do it. But, the one, but what I love, 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 love about tapping is, is that it's right here. And even if, and this is the cool part about the subconscious. Remember we did the on top of the roof thing, right? Is, is that even if you didn't have hands, you just have to think about tapping and it still works, which is just blow your mind, right? So the acupressure points or the high, um, high concentrations of nerve endings that we use are the side of the hand and it's either hand, doesn't matter, you can use either. Um, and usually you start off with, with four fingers on this just so that you get the whole area, but really it's right where that, that crease is. So you wanna be on that for sure. And so um, that's the first place. And this is called the setup statement. I'll explain that in a second, but I just want to go through the points first. So this is the, the setup statement. Then the top of the head, top of the head. And you're just tapping. You're not hammering. When I was, when I was first learning and becoming a, um, a practitioner, I hammered. Because <laughs> I thought if I hit myself harder, I could knock that crap out of my head. Um, it doesn't work. You end up with bruises and it's very uncomfortable. So just tap. Um, eyebrow, so right where the hair on the eyebrow starts. And then side of the eye, so still on the um, eye socket, pretty much where the hair ends on the eyebrow. Under the eye, on the socket again. Under the nose. And the crease of the chin. Uh, collarbone, so if you picture the bony parts of the collarbone and just go down like a half an inch or a couple centimeters, there's kind of a little bit of an indent and a softer spot, sometimes it's tender. That's collarbone. Under the arm is straight down from the armpit. And for women, it's right on the bra strap. Rib point. Um, and 
if you're um, familiar with tapping or if you um, after this you go and and look at tapping quite often um, they will leave out this point and it's really important because it's um, directly connected to uh, your liver and of course when you're stressed um, that's the liver takes uh, a lot of um, energy it's it's taking all that stress you want to make sure you include this so if you picture your nipples and go straight down back up so you can see this is it that last rib straight down that's the rib point and then wrists together so right where the wrist watch would be on the inside of the wrist you tap those together so those are the tapping points um, question that people always say is is that do i have to remember all those points um, do i have to do it in, in that exact sequence and the answer is no um, if and when your stress response kicks in, you can get on any acupressure point. Um, oh, and I forgot the finger ones, which we'll use in a bit with matrix. Um, so the, if you hold your hands in, the prayer, in a traditional prayer position, the cuticles right where the um, nail meets the finger, the sides of the finger, that is, um, those are acupressure points, um, except for the ring finger. The ring finger is on the opposite side. So hands in the prayer position, right where that cuticle starts on all of them, except for the ring finger is the other side. Um, and again, using either hand. Um, and the part of, one of the many reasons that I love tapping is, is that it's really forgiving. So I say to people that it's like, if you've ever, um, or just imagine putting your head, on, like, so you've got a, a wooden fence, you know, those wooden wooden planks, and you put your ear on a plank that's like two or three posts down and someone starts tapping on the wood, you can hear it really clearly. And not only can you hear it, but you can feel the vibration. And so even if you're not directly on the point, you're still going to be getting the benefits because again, it's that vibration and this nervous system is getting, is getting soothed. Okay. So um, the setup statement. And um, again, it's like, um, it's not critical. The most critical piece is to get on an acupressure point and acknowledge the problem and the negative. But I'm going to give you the full recipe. Um, I also have on my uh, website, I have an audio library, so you can always go to that and um, tap along with those as well. So the setup statement is, um, looks like uh, you, you say the, a neutralizing statement and then the problem and then you state a neutralizing statement again. So you're, you're setting up your system to get soothed basically. So it sounds like even, so it would sound like this. So it's an even though, which is neutralizing statement. And then I have this problem. And then the neutralizing statement can be something like, you know, I acknowledge how I feel or I'm acknowledging it now, but it's neutralize, problem, neutralize. Um, and again, it's like, the most important piece is getting on an acupressure point and acknowledging the negative. And this is where, um, uh, you know, where I feel like law of attraction and affirmation pieces have really fallen down is, um, and even positive thinking for that, I mean, positive psychology, right? Is that it goes, it wants us to go to positive right away. Um, and although it is possible in theory, to be able to change limiting beliefs through repetition, like I said, it's not likely. Because again, that this subconscious is so powerful, right? And the amount of, of repetition 
that you're going to have to do with this is kind of insane. So the way easier way to do this is to is to access that and change that information. Go in through that door. It's way simpler, right? Um, simpler? I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> it's 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 whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so that that it's and you have to acknowledge the the negative first because that subconscious that your whole nervous system you can't fool it you know i tried i really tried like you think about that hourglass that i had you know top top half is po positive emotions bottom half is negative basically my body was stuck in the bottom half and i had my neck stuck into the top half and trying to get my head in the top going you know i'm positive i'm okay things are good you know and all the while my body's going and subconscious is going nope 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 and of course it showed up in the lack of results in my in my life so you have to acknowledge negative so one of the things i say to people is is that um one of my favorite places to you know vent and acknowledge is when you're driving in the car and you have a steering wheel and you can hammer on the steering wheel and and the great part about Bluetooth now is, is that people think you're talking to someone, not talking to yourself, and you can just let it rip because there's no one around, no one can hear you, and that's awesome. Um, and so even if you do only that piece, it's, it's soothing the nervous system, it's turning off that stress response. Now, are you going to get to a, a limiting belief? Maybe, but more likely, or more, you know, that's deep work. That's that's diving in and really following the thread back, which takes a, a little bit of time. But it still has so much value to turn off that stress response, like what I call like, you know, level one band-aid tapping. Because when you're soothing that nervous system and turning the stress response off, remember the subconscious now can go on side. Now you can heal. Now the now you can digest. Um, reproduction comes back online. All of those things are really valuable. Um, the, the deep work is, you know, that's where you want to get support. It's um, because it's, a, you know, it's not always easy to try to um, reframe things, especially stuff that has been really chronically, you know, you've been struggling with, or if you're really pushing that upper limit of the subconscious, um, that's kind of challenging stuff, right? So, um, so let's, so let's do, um, an experience of tapping, um, especially because, you know, um, it, again, that's like the subconscious does not like uncertainty and, um, given the current events, it's very uncertain right now. Um, but the truth is, is that it's always uncertain. You know, we don't have a crystal ball. I mean, I keep trying to find one on Amazon, but I just can't. Um, and really I don't want one, but we don't have a crystal ball. We cannot, we don't know the future. Um, and really actually, like I said, you don't really want to, because if you think about um, reading a novel, you know, and the first chapter is everything's fine. You know, the second chapter, everything's still fine. Third chapter, still fine. Are you gonna finish the book? It's like, no, it's like it has absolutely no interest. There's not, there's no juice in it right and that's how that's the importance of life of having contrast of having light and having day of having love and having fear is that we're supposed to experience contrast 
we're not supposed to live in that bottom half because that, that's where I was. That's where I was living and I just touched the top half periodically. Um, we're supposed to live in the top half and just touch the bottom half. That's how that's supposed to go. Um, so um, the, the importance of um, acknowledging the negative, you get out of stress response and that blood flow comes back online and you can start to see other perspectives and start to get your problem solving brain back online and you get and you re respond to to situations and people instead of reacting um because like with all that uncertainty the stress response can kick in and guess what you're going to react instead of respond so we're going to address a little bit of that and then i'm cognizant of the time i want to um make sure that get, that i give you a um experience of matrix as well so Starting off, really nice deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And again, um, I want you to just close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to think about a current problem that you have. So maybe not the, the biggest problem that you, you know, because it's like I want you just to address this, maybe a smaller one. We don't have a lot of time here, so. And when you're thinking about that problem, I want you to um, tune into your body. And don't worry if you don't feel anything because, um, you know, as a um, culture, we're taught to really stay in our heads um, and bodies are supposed to come along for the ride. But um, just try to tune into that, tune into the problem and see if you can feel it in your body. And like I said, don't worry if you can't. Um, and if you can't, if you can, awesome. If you can't, just guess where you think that problem might live in your body. And then give it an emotion, a negative emotion, excuse me, because it's a problem. Uh, you know, anger, frustration, annoyance, sadness, grief. Um, and, and tune into that. And then be, and this is the other part that I love about tapping is it's specific and measurable. So we're gonna give it a number. And we use the scale of zero to 10. Zero is, is that there's, that there's nothing, you don't feel anything, there's, this is not really a problem. And 10, this is really difficult to, to, to sit with. And that emotion feels really, really strong. Maybe even to the point of wanting to cry. So tune into the problem, find it in your body or guess, and give it a number and, and just keep that number in mind. Okay, and I'm gonna get you to open your eyes again because I want you to follow along. Um, uh, and this is a call and response. This is how tapping works. It's like I say it and then you're gonna repeat it. So I'm just gonna give um, a second for you, I'm not a second, a few seconds for you, you to repeat it after me, okay? Um, and this is how all of my tapping audios go as well, okay? So another nice deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And starting on the side of the hand, doesn't matter which side. And I'm going to just use general words, but you can fill in your problem and your emotion as, as I'm tapping, okay? And always, if I say anything that doesn't resonate for you, um, I just say chop and change. So take it out, change it, um, just make it your own. Because this is, it's about stimulating your emotions. That's how the... Um, 
subconscious really, that's its language, is emotions and pictures. So side of the hand, even though I have this problem, I'm safe right now. Even though I have this problem, we're gonna stay here three, for three statements. Even though I have this problem, and I'm acknowledging it now, I'm safe right now. Even though I have this problem, and I'm acknowledging it now, I'm okay. And we're going to talk, move to the top of the head. This problem that I have This emotion that I'm feeling. Side of the eye. Part of me doesn't want to feel the emotion. Under the eye. But another part of me wants to get some relief. Under the nose. There's a lot of chaos right now. Under the chin. And it's not helping me to solve this problem. Collarbone. In fact, it makes me feel even worse. Under the arm. What if just for now, under the ribs, I could suspend all my judgment. Under the wrist. Judgment about how weird tapping is. Top of the head. Judgment about myself in this problem. Eyebrow. What if I could have compassion for myself? Side of the eye. What if I allowed myself to see things differently? Under the eye. I'm open and willing. Under the nose. 
to seeing a solution. Of the chin. That maybe have not seen before. Collarbone. Suspending judgment. Under the arm. Being open and willing. One of the ribs. To having compassion for myself. Under the wrist. Open and willing to being compassionate. And taking a really nice deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And I want you just to take a, another few seconds. And I want you to close your eyes again. And I want you to tune in to your body and that problem and the emotion and give it a number again. Zero to 10, zero, there's nothing. 10, it's hard to sit with. Now, and you can open your eyes again and just compare those two numbers. Now there's a few things that can happen. Um, one is that uh, the number can go down. Yay, that's awesome. Sometimes the number doesn't change. Um, and that means that um, you're not getting specific enough. And of course, in this context, um, it's difficult to really get specific with your problem, but that's how you have more success with tapping is by getting very specific with the details of the problem. Um, because that's how your subconscious can really lock onto it. And the third, third thing that can happen is that the number can go up. And, um, and the reason for that is, is because like, again, as a culture, we're taught to stuff our emotions. And so when we start to open up that, um, you know, open up that lid and start to let them out, um, if you've been suppressing them for a long time, they're going to start to bubble up. And the antidote for that is to keep tapping. Um, and because you, you need to keep soothing, soothing the system. Okay. So nice deep breath again in through your nose and out through your mouth. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to wrap up with, um, some matrix here. So, um, matrix has a really fun, funky, cool, weird name, whatever you want to call it. And it is a, um, advanced form of tapping. Um, and it is really better experienced than explained. Um, but I will say this, that it, it operates off the premises of quantum physics, which is, again, like I said earlier, that everything is energy and everything has a frequency. Um, what we uh, do with it, again, it's like, and this is where I really want you to suspend judgment and be open and willing to uh, the process uh, so that you can get some relief, maybe even some information from this. Okay. So it looks like this is that basically we're, we're going to go back and resource your younger self, give yourself the young, the support um, and help that, that you needed in that situation. Um, and that situation that we, I want you to think about is um, you're going to step in as that adult and don't worry, I'm going to walk you all through this. 
Um, for this, we're going to use the finger points, which is again on the sides of the nail beds. And you can just stay on one or you can go through all of them, whatever is most comfortable for you. So um, again, I want you to just again come up with that problem. And, and, um, and if that problem is just now gone, miraculously, tapping is pretty miraculous, um, think of a new one. Um, and if it's not, I want you to just focus in on it again. Um, and uh, if you're not sitting, I want you to make sure that you're sitting in a chair because for this, you're gonna have your eyes closed because it, it helps to really get that visualization and really tune into your body, okay? So, um, and using the finger points. So we're gonna get you to just hold your hands on your lap and just tap on those finger points and closing your eyes and thinking about that problem or a new one if you need to. See if you can find it in your body. And again, guess if you can't. And this time what I want you to ask yourself is, is this a familiar problem? And or is this a familiar feeling for me? So what's the emotion that you, that you associate with that problem? And is it familiar for you? Have you felt it before? And whether or not you have or haven't, um, we'll go with if you have first, I want you to picture it like a thread that you're following this, this thread as far back as a young child, like seven-year-old kind of child. And just asking yourself if there was a time or a situation that would be related to this problem or emotion, what would it be? And if you're, um, you know, having troubles with it, having troubles feeling it, and or um, when you ask that question, if you're familiar with it, if you felt it before, if the answer is no, don't worry, because you can still do this exercise. And remembering being really compassionate and patient with yourself, because um, we're just not taught to do this stuff, right? To get into our bodies, we're taught to be up here. So it's all okay, and you can't get it wrong. Um, So now, taking that nice deep breath, make sure you're finger tapping. I want you to picture, whether you followed that thread back or not, I want you to picture your seven-year-old self in front of you. If you have a scene or situation, picture that. And if there's other, picture, if there's other people in your picture, I want you to freeze them. And you're going to step into this picture as your adult self. And you're going to go up to your younger self. You're going to take his or her hand. You're going to let her know or him that you're from the future and that you're there to help and support her or him. And you're just going to ask them if they have any information for you about this problem that you're having. If there's anything that they can remember or relate to in this problem, and don't worry if they can't. Is there a belief that got set up about yourself and or the world? 
just asking that younger self for that help. And no matter what, you can't get it wrong. And now I want you to picture scooping that younger self up, pulling them into a giant hug, hugging them like they've never been hugged before. And I want you to tell them how special they are, that they're meant to be here. that you love them and that they matter. Just let them know just how unique they are. And that they belong. And then you're going to set them down and you're going to let them know that you're always there for them. And you're going to let them skip off because they've heard everything they needed to hear. And now keeping your eyes closed, I want you to take your hands and put them over your heart, over the center of your chest. And now we're gonna flash forward to your future self. I want you to picture your 85-year-old self and your 85-year-old self is this rocking old lady or old man. They are just, they're healthy, they're just happy and they have all the wisdom of being on the planet for 85 years. And you walk up to them and they pull you into a hug and they hug you like you've never been hugged before. And they tell you how much they love you. They tell you how you have everything within you to solve this problem. That you're amazing. That you matter and you totally got this. And I want you to picture a color of colors and I want you to picture the two of you being wrapped up in that color, make it into light. And you bring that color and that light in through the top of your head, bring it down into your heart, have it fill your heart until it's so full, it's almost bursting. And that beautiful color and all those wonderful feelings and all this knowledge and wisdom and healing goes out through every cell of your body. Your heart pumps it through every cell from the top of your head to the tips of your toes, to the tips of your fingers. It's everywhere, it just washes through every cell making every cell just vibrate at a higher frequency, washing away all of the limiting beliefs and reprogramming. 
And then your body is radiating that beautiful color. And it goes out beyond the, your body and it fills the universe. You are completely engulfed in this beautiful color with all its wisdom, healing, and knowledge. That you are unconditional love and acceptance. That you are abundant. That you're meant to experience abundance. That you are worthy and deserving of that. And that the more abundance that you experience, the more that you can share with others. And you bring that color colors back and you can almost feel it coming back into your heart, feeling the warmth as it enters your heart. And you know that every cell in your body has been reprogrammed and that this information is always available to you now. And taking your time, and only when you're ready, you can drop your hands and open your eyes. And taking a really nice deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Now I want to wrap up now, but I want you to remember that color or colors. And I want you to pay attention and notice that color or colors over the next day and week. And whenever you notice that, that color of colors, I want you to remember all of these beautiful feelings, all of that wisdom and knowledge that you've gained today. And so just to wrap up the three things that I want you to, to make sure that you're taking away from this. So I have it on my blinds here so that I don't mess up and forget. <laughs> so in order to finish strong in 2020 or to you know, have success anytime. Um, don't set crazy, um, huge goals. And I know that's counterintuitive to what you may have heard, but remembering that comfort zone, if you set goals that are just so far out of that comfort zone, this is what's going to happen for you. I have, a I have a joke for you here. So it's like, I'm great at multitasking. I can waste time, be unproductive and procrastinate all at the same time. And that's what's going to happen because that's what your subconscious is going to do. It's going to sabotage you if you make those goals way too big. So make them as incremental. So you're working your way up to that top threshold and moving past it. Okay. So, and that's goes for whether it's the last two months of this year or any time you want to set those um, intentions and goals in a way that you're actually going to be able to continue to move forward with them. Okay. Um, the second one, before you um, get excited about 2021 or anything for that matter, you have to acknowledge your fears and doubts. You have to get that stress response off because remember, you can't, you can't fool your body, right? And you have to do that through soothing your nervous system. So you have to acknowledge the negative and then you can move to what's possible for you. Um, to, try to, to try to just go to that, pos that possible piece, remembering this is in your way. Um, and the third and last piece, the areas or of the, your life that aren't working or you're not progressing uh, fast enough in them, right? It's like you want to be curious about what possible negative or traumatic events have happened to you and what the limiting beliefs that came out of those. And really important to remember in 
the the context of trauma that I that I talked to you about, right? That it's like that feeling of of shock or or the um, isolation or helplessness, okay, or a chronic isolation and helplessness. Um, looking at it through that eyes of of the child, um, because that's when all that stuff got set up, okay. Um, and if you're wanting to go deeper and go further, and also to um, check out um, my lab, um, audio library, please um, go to uh, sherrylukey.com. So www.sherrylukey.com, um, and uh, and get in touch with me. Um, use the use the tapping audios. I know tapping tapping is very strange and weird, but it works, and it works all the time. But it only works if you use it. So. Thank you so much for being with me today. I so appreciate your time. And please share this with anyone that you um, believe could actually use the help and, um, and so that you can thrive, so you can be in that top half um, and not live in the bottom half.